Hey, this is Matt at Epic Real Estate, and we're just finishing up here at one of our, our week-long events, our Epic Intensive and our property tour. It's where we meet people and inside of a classroom environment, show them how to invest in real estate, show them how to buy at a discount, how to exit that property for the highest and best profit for themselves. And then we go out into the field like we're doing right now, and we take a, a group of students that want to come along for that part of the event and just learn how to do it. They can touch it, they can smell it, they can feel it. We analyze the properties together and we get together and just uh, we have a lot of fun. We eat, we drink, we bring merry, we talk shop. It's a really good time. Anyway, uh, I'm on my way home tomorrow. I just wanted to share with you the um, one of the more, I don't know, more impactful moments of this exact, or this specific intensive. It's where I got to meet with uh, and interview one of our clients, uh, really an epic case study. And I just wanted to share that with you before I, I went home. All right, enjoy. It's time for Financial Freedom Friday with Matt Terrio. I got my good friend Corey. You know, he's a wild and crazy guy. He loves his dirt bikes. He loves his snowmobiles. And so it's not about the money. He doesn't like what he's doing and he wants to play all the time. And he's figured out a way to do that. But it's money in our society that allows us to do that. And there's another part of money. And I really was struggled with, I was even gonna share this with you today. And I asked the team, should I share this? Corey out snowmobiling in December. He's a little crazy, like I said, went off the trail, going through the trees, 30 miles an hour. He hit a horizontal tree right between the eyes. And the only thing that saved him was his actual helmet and goggles. And this picture was posted on Christmas Eve. And we had a talk. I'm not gonna, I can't look at that too long. He looks okay right now. We had a talk about a week ago, and he said, Matt, thank God I have the passive income that you taught me to create, because I can't work now. I am in bed rest for at least a whole month. He actually recovered pretty good. He looks okay, but he's still darn near every single bone up here is fractured. He's got a lot of surgeries he's looking forward to, reconstructive surgery. So the money is allowed to do that. That's what I mean when I say the money's important, Tony. It's because of what it makes available to us. As you, you saw earlier, I mean, typically I get to share the, the testimonials and the success stories, the case studies via video. And a lot of times people will see those and they come off of being a little too good to be true. Was that staged with his head on the side or was that just a one-time occurrence? And, but it's always an honor and a pleasure. And I just found out that this was gonna happen, you know, just a couple days ago was that one of the greatest success stories, the one that a lot of people really question, it was gonna be here in person. So you get to hear it from him and uh, see that he's real, he's a real guy. And uh, we're doing this right now, I'm squeezing it in right now because he actually has to catch a plane. And if I told you why he has to catch a plane, you'd be like, come on, can you get any more corny or cheesy than that? But he's gotta catch a plane because he's gotta go pick up a Lamborghini, right? She's coming home. <laughs> She's coming home, right? So it's like, uh, Real estate really does create the riches and the wealth and the freedom and, and a young guy like this to, to go out and buy a Lamborghini, right? My name is Corey Kendig. I'm from Northwest Pennsylvania and I'm 26 years old. When we first met, what did you want to achieve? Just validation. I knew that more millionaires had been created through real estate and I had 
picked through so many of the gurus out there and the educational courses and I just wanted validation. I was 19, maybe 20, 21, somewhere in there. And when I found your stuff, I think I found you via like episode 10 of your podcast. And I'm like, this guy has given more information away in the last 10 episodes I've listened to than any of these paid gurus. I want to see if this is real. Got it. So what would it have meant to you for your business wise and and for you personally to, to achieve that validation that, that you were looking for? Just the freedom. Uh, I was looking for the freedom. I wanted to be in a position where someone could not buy my freedom from me. Mm -hmm. So as far as your freedom, because this is just a couple, we're going to go through memory lane, walk down memory lane because I know we've been working together for a little while and I've kind of grown up with you and watched this all happen. It's been pretty awesome. So this is one of the things you love doing and You'd sent this to me just a few months after we started working together. Do you remember this picture? I do. I do. All right. So what was going on here? Uh, so I was actually working kind of a day job at that point and uh, had achieved the position of FU where, you know, you got enough money coming in to where you make the call whether you want to show up or not. So uh, what went on there is I live in the snowiest city in America. We had gotten three feet of snow in two days, which is a snowboarder and snowmobiler's dream. And my buddy, who's also in real estate, called me and was like, yo, let's rip this morning. I'm supposed to go into my day job. As you can see, I did not end up going into my day job. So uh, just having fun, man. It was about not being able to let someone else buy my freedom. Got it. And you said something, that, that FU money, is that what I think it means? Oh, yeah. OK. Because I remember you, you texted me this picture. That I, copied this from, uh, from my phone. And it says, uh, this is Corey being very discreet, walking into his office with an offer, because he didn't have his own fax machine, so he's gonna borrow the fax. Still don't have one. Still don't have one. So walked into my job's headquarters in flip-flops and camo shorts to email a signed contract that's gonna net me $18,000 in September. Thanks for helping me make that FU money, right? I love this, and I, he sent this to me in private. He did not post this, I posted this, because I just thought it was so cool. Super. So what have been your three favorite things about working with Epic? What are the three things that have stood out to you the most? First thing would just be the genuineness. I can remember, you know, calling back in the day when Mercedes used to answer the phone. And you guys, like, from day one were just genuine. And it was a couple of years before I'd met you in person. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, first off, just the relationship, you know, between you two and the people I've met, you know, Miguel, Donnelly, Parker. There's tens of others. Mm -hmm. So those relationships. Number two... It's no BS. There, it's not a pitch fest. It's not a sales fest. You're here to provide value, and you do it every time, and you exceed expectation. Third thing would just be the energy. I mean, the group and the people that you get together at these sort of things is mm -hmm. they're pretty incredible. Awesome, awesome. I guess brings up to speed. We got started together, what, four years ago? Five years uh, ago, I was, maybe? Yeah, 21. It's been a long time. We got started okay. 26. So yeah, five years. Great. So bring us up to speed to what you've actually accomplished in the last five years and what has it meant to you professionally? Yeah, so uh, SparkNotes version is, uh, you know, achieve financial freedom. The One of the big, biggest things you taught me early on, and, and I had this feeling because I always heard those old timers that say like, man, I wish I would have held more. So when Matt validated that, when I started my career, I was like, I'm just gonna hold more. Like, I was too stupid to fail. I just did that. So I held a bunch of real estate. It cash flowed super well for me. Um, I went from negative $70,000 in debt at the age of 21 to being worth my first million at 23. And 
From there, I was able to create more financial freedom. Uh, I, one of my big five goals was to retire my dad. He's my best friend. He uh, never had more than enough, but gave me a badass childhood for what we did have. So 14 months ago, I was able to retire him from his job. He's my right-hand man, property manager, does whatever the hell he wants to do. I think he took, yesterday he took my boat down to get serviced and like stored for the day and probably drank a couple beers at the pub. So it makes me super happy to be able to give back to him. And that's something I couldn't have done, you know, had it not been for this real estate stuff. Giving back to my family, you know, I've taught my brother how to invest. He's not trying to be a big real estate tycoon, but I was able to show him how he can live in a two unit that I had bought. I lease optioned it to him. He cashed it out, FHA. Now he lives out of state, doesn't even live in it and freaking cash flows. So he's super happy. But more than anything, it just goes back to that freedom. You know, being able to do what you want with whom you want, when you want, right? You know, you've probably heard me say several times that money is really important and we live in a society in which nothing replaces money in the, which, the way it serves us, right? It puts the clothes on our back, the roof over our head, and it helps us do all that for the people that we love, right? And it helps us pay the hospital bills. You know, you like to have a lot of fun. Snowmobile, snowmobile in the winter, motorcycling in the summer, right? And you had an accident recently. About this time last year, I guess it was, right? Pretty close? Yeah, December 17th. You wanna tell the story? Yeah. Are you able? It was uh, December 17th, I I died. I was laying in a snow-covered field and accepted the fact that I was dying. I had left a bar. Funny enough, was the only sober one in the group. You know, in Pennsylvania, you have a lot of backwoods individuals who like to drink some Coors Lights and get on these machines and go very fast. And I was totally sober. Um, we were heading to go get some grub, went through a field, was kind of leading the group, came over this hill, and there was a steel pipe that had been put there in a very, very bad position. And it was too late for me to react. I had the best helmet money could buy, and thank God, because the pole caught me directly in my face, and I, could, I stayed conscious for the entire thing, crushed every bone, in my skull, above my teeth, missed my cheekbones, so at least I can still sell some real estate. But man, like very bad. Um, I stayed awake for that whole thing and knew when I'd got clotheslined that I was dying. And I've had a wild childhood. I mean, I've broken femurs, I've broken my back before. I'm no stranger to pain. And I laid there and accepted the fact that I was going to die. And it was wild because it was more disappointing than anything. I was super happy with things I had accomplished. I'm like, man, it's cool, like, I got to retire my dad, done some super cool stuff, met some cool people. But man, like, it's so shitty that this is how it's going out. Like, I have so much more to do. And then this part of the story is kind of told from a friend of mine, Stevie, who came back over and he says, Corey, when we found you, you know, you were conscious, we helped you pull your helmet off. Your helmet comes off and you go, Stevie, where's my snowmobile? He points and he's like, you just like trotted over your snowmobile and hopped on it and start going back to the, the bar and grill we were at. He's like, so we're thinking, you know, you just broke your nose, like you want to go inside. And my reasoning was, I knew I was going to die. I did not want to die in a 15 degree field because that shit sucked. So I go into this bar and grill, ended up getting one of the bouncers. 
he addresses the situation. Ross is, rushes me to the hospital. He's like, we cannot wait for the ambulance. And that's kind of where my journey started. Um, I had pushed the front of my skull into my brain, so I had a very serious frontal lobe bleed. There's a bunch of technical terms for it. Don't ask me to pronounce those. As soon as I walked into the first hospital, and keep in mind, I just kind of strolled in by myself. This chick was very surprised. She rushed me into the back. The doctor immediately put two staples into my forehead and was like, we cannot handle you. We need to send you to a trauma center. They sent me there, got me stabilized. Um, from there, I started my journey down to Pittsburgh to look at a neurosurgery option and a plastic surgery option. At that point, I'm faced with the decision, what do we do? Neuro, they're not giving me any answers for days. I'm on the fifth day at this point. I look like sloth from the Goonies. I mean, bad. I'm in a bad spot. And I remember telling my mom, this is shitty. Like, as bad of a situation as this is, this is bad. But this would be so much worse had I not done what most people will not do in their early 20s or whatever age you are to live the way I do now. Because one thing I didn't have to worry about in that hospital bed were necessities. My house, basic shit being paid for. And that was a huge weight off my back. Like I could not imagine fighting for my life and, and knowing you know, I had all these bills on top of that. So at that point, the neurosurgeon, plastic surgeon come in, they tell me, listen, the reason we haven't given you an answer is because we don't know what to do. Neurosurgery, plastic surgery absolutely says you need to be rebuilt. You need, this is why I went down to Pittsburgh. They're gonna cut me from ear to ear, pull my face down to the top of my teeth and rebuild everything up. Plastic surgery says you need to do this. The neurosurgeon says, we don't want you to do this. Although it needs done, you may not make it through it. And if you do make it through it, you could have tons of complications. We don't know where it'll go. This call is on you. We can't make this decision for you. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. <laughs> I don't have health insurance either. So yeah, let's just add to it. I made the call. Uh, I'd rather be alive and, you know, messed up and heal myself and get through this than totally dead. So I made that call. It was not easy. Uh, looking back, I definitely made the right call. And I've, I've had a lot of a long road to recovery. But, uh, you know, I'm here. And the biggest takeaway from it was, one, it gave me a huge hunger. Like, coming out of this thing, I was hungrier than I'd ever been to push life forward. You know, business, personal, relationships, finances, all of it. And on top of that, being so grateful that I just did the steps necessary five years previous in my life so I didn't have to worry about that stuff while I'm laying there. Because someone will go through that variation of that. You may not hit a steel pole with a snowmobile one day, but you'll go through a variation of it. And when that happens, it's such a great feeling to not have the regret. So that's kind of how I, what I took out of it. All right. Thank you guys sure. got the most detailed story of that yet. I remember you, you telling me the story in, I don't know, I guess it was last February, and I was just taken back. And, and I, I pointed out, and I wanted to share that story because we talk a lot about, we joke around with Corey because he lives such a life that we all wish we could live at his age with the Lamborghinis and, and, and just the, the massive amounts of fun that he posts and he shares with everybody. But it's also what the cash flow does, the real estate does, is I shared on, on day one that you just don't have an option. You know, whether, 
however you're going to create your financial freedom, you have to have real estate involved in it in some capacity. And it just prepares you for the unexpected and it saves you and it rescues you. And I asked Corey if, if he would share the story and he graciously accepted. And I asked, can I also just share the picture so you know this guy is real. So when I show you the good pictures, then you also know when you see the bad, like we couldn't fake this. And it's just really tragic. And actually, <laughs> this was real. We hung up the phone, Mercedes was there. And I had to cover it up real quick because uh, it, it makes me cry. But um, bounce back. So what, a couple months later? Yeah. Right. yeah, this is two months after, maybe a month after. Got it. And then uh, a couple months after that, you were back to work. Can't slow down. Right? Can't slow down. Just kept on posting. You're so active, dude. You're such an inspiration. And you're just like something that would have knocked so many people on their butt. And I would probably would have felt sorry for themselves and might not have gone up. But you did the work up front. And you prepared for it. And you were prepared for this type of emergency. So I shared this with you the other day, how you were sharing the properties with people inside of the Facebook community and they get to the benefit from your hard work too. You were in Greece for what, one of three months sabbatical I think, right? Yeah, like a month. Just like a month? Checking uh, it out. I like, so many uh, pictures, it seemed like forever. I, I don't, the thing <laughs> is I don't like all of them, so I'm like, man, I gotta go to Greece to see if they're better there and they still suck. So I just don't like all of them. I've had them at the homeland and they're still just <laughs> as bad. When I say like it's just too good to be true, because if you don't, haven't seen some of these pictures, this is Corey's life here too. <laughs> right? But this, this is a Corvette and he's got the girlfriend and then uh, this right here. Is this what you're on your way to pick up now? That's it. That's actually number two. I bought one uh, three and a half weeks ago, that one, and the dealership screwed me. So I bought another one that's identical and a, a little better deal. So same car, just different dealership. So you bought two? Yeah, <laughs> well, I bought, bought one, messed up. I didn't even I know that two. part of the story. All right, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. I'm going to let you go, but can you just finish, finish a couple questions for me or a couple sentences? Um, I almost didn't join because... Doubt. Um, you know, everyone has their doubts, but more specifically, wondering, is this all real? Can you do this? Mm -hmm. Finish this sentence. My favorite part of working with Epic has been... My favorite part of working with Epic is the simplicity mixed with the family environment. I mean, you and Mercedes have definitely become, you know, an extension of my family. And uh, I mean, there's just nowhere else you can go where you're gonna learn these things that can set you financially free. You can go from being the kid that got discounted lunch in 10th grade to, you know, I told myself, I'm gonna have, a, I'm gonna show up to my 10 year high school reunion with a Lambo because my friends made fun of me in 10th grade and uh, I beat it by two years, but not only do you get the techniques to learn how to do that here, but you get the family, man. That's cool. Awesome. awesome. So who would you recommend to getting involved with Epic and, and real estate? And who would you recommend that to and why? Anyone that wants to go for more. I mean, you guys got a lot of different solutions. You got solutions for the person that doesn't want to do it themselves or the person that does want to do it themselves. Uh, you know, anyone that wants more freedom, wants more time to do the things they love with the people they love, that's who I'd recommend it to. That's awesome. Dude, I'm going to let you go. I know you got to get on the plane. Thank you for being here. Let's give Corey some love. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome meeting all of you. All right. Super, bud. Thanks. All right, so if any of that resonated with you and you want to consider being one of our next epic case studies, if you think we can help, go to 
reiace.com. Fill out the application there. We got a few spots available. Go to reiace.com. We'll talk, and if there's a good fit, we'll go ahead and we can take the next step. And if and if we can help, and if it's not a good fit, we'll definitely uh, give you some ideas and subject some suggestions on what there is that you can do to better your situation right now, and maybe we're a better fit down the road. I don't know. All right, go to reiace.com. Fill out the application, and we'll talk soon. Take care.